0: Father, we need you. Our hearts are so disposed and bent towards coldness, towards you, coldness towards others. But I feel the sinfulness in me and the lack of warmth found in Christ. We need your word. We need you to speak. We need you to break us and bend us to your word. We'll, we'll live in discontentment and boredom. We'll seek to find joy in other places. Christ, we need you. But we pray that you would come with your word as we ponder and think about what Paul is speaking to us here in you. What you're speaking to us through Paul. In Jesus' name. Amen. amen. So Romans 9 and 10 is talking about Israel and Gentiles and how the gospel was for Israel. There's a distinction between Jewish, or the Jews and the Gentiles. Um, did say? There's a distinction between the Jews and the Gentiles. And in verse chapter 10, verse 13, Paul ends with this climactic statement. I'm sure you've heard it before. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How glorious that this gospel that was presented to the Jews is now for everyone. Every single person, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved from their sins and saved from damnation in eternity without God. And then, we look back down, this is where we're starting our verse. Verse 14, how then... Can they call on him they have not believed? Paul here is going to give us, in this text, four questions pointed at us, showing us the conditions for those to call on the name of the Lord. Four questions to call you, really, to missions. That's why we're here, it's Missions Week. We're thinking about missions in light of Romans 10, 14 and 15. Paul says, anyone who calls on the name of the Lord can be saved, Well, how is someone going to call on the name of the Lord? The first question Paul has for us is, how can they call on the name of the Lord? Unless they believe. Brothers and sisters, the fact that there are some that don't believe in the Lord frustrates Paul. There is a holy sadness and discontentment in Paul's life, knowing that there are some out there that refuse to worship God. This, this is why missions exist. Missions exist because worship doesn't. Because there are some that still don't believe in the word. Missions is not ultimate. Missions will end. One day, Christ will return. And on that day, missions will no longer exist. Yet Paul is frustrated because there are some who are choosing to worship and believe in other things. And he poses this first question here because he's wondering, do you care that there are some that don't worship God? But since that's certainly here, Paul certainly cares. Do you care that there are some who worship other things, who in their struggles, in their difficulties, they go somewhere other than Christ? That Christ is not worship, the God of the universe who spoke and things existed. The Lord of hosts, Does it matter to you that there are some that don't worship that God? There are some that go somewhere else. There are certainly days in my life where I don't care as much as I ought to. Where the fact that God is not worshipped by myself even seems not important to me. So that's the first question. How can they call on the Lord unless they first believe? Let's look at the second question here. Look back down on your Bibles. How can they believe without hearing about Him? Faith comes by hearing. If someone wants to believe in the Lord, they have to first hear about the Lord. But sisters, did you know that there are some who will never hear about the word? Do you know that there are some in the last 100 years in which they've never heard the name of Jesus. The Joshua Project calls this to unengage, unreach people groups of this world. There are some with no access to the gospel. Now, what does that mean? That means that babies will be born to grow up, play with the kids, will start working, They'll get married. They'll have their own kids. Their kids will have grandkids They'll become grandpas. And then they'll die. And they would have never heard the name of Jesus. They would have all go to hell because they suppressed the truth and unrighteousness because they sinned against a holy God and God damns them for their sins. But, sisters, there are 17,000 people groups in this world. 7,000 of them do not hear the gospel. Unreached, unengaged. That is the heartbeat of the Christian life. That's the heartbeat of Paul. Paul left the safety of his home, his town, to go to where the name of Jesus has never been heard. But it's just how are they going to believe unless they hear? Let's think about the third question Paul's posing to us today. Look back down at your Bibles. How can they hear without a preacher? Paul is asking you a question now. How can they hear unless somebody goes and preaches the gospel to them? In God's marvelous design, God has designed it so that people are saved through words. God entrusts Christians, you are entrusted with the gospel to go and bring the gospel to people who have not trusted in Jesus, who do not believe in the gospel. Brothers and sisters, God, Maybe calling some of you here to go to one of these 7,000 people groups who have never heard the gospel. If you went to them and asked them, Have you heard of a Jesus? they would say, No, not from this village. Maybe you're talking about another village. Brooke brings up the story about the Yemi Yemi people. And when he got there, there was no concept of the name of Jesus in the whole village. And praise the Lord, when they came to know the Lord, they had to repent for generation and generation and generations of sin that their ancestors have committed against the Lord. If you want to hear that message, it's on our website. This is going back to the question how will they hear unless someone goes to preach? PJ brought this up I'm bringing it up again this week my wife and I we prayed Lord is it time? are we still staying at Bethany Baptist Church? I love it here I love you brothers and sisters but does the Lord have me elsewhere? brothers and I have decided when I became a Christian that my life was his that where I lived was his. That's not mine anymore. That's God's. And God's saying here, how will those who have no access to the gospel, how will they hear, unless someone goes to preach? But this is God may be calling some of you to go. Maybe not now. Maybe not next year. But some of us here in this room, God is calling us to go and preach. We're going to hit hit the the next question here. Look back down on your Bibles. How can they preach unless they are sent? Notice here that the day here actually changes. In verse 14, they was always talking about everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. And now the day is actually those who preach. How can they, the preachers, how can, how can they, they go and preach unless they are sent? But Brothers sisters, many will go and many more will stay. Some will go to preach the good news and many will stay and send. But this is Christianity. This is not... Special Christianity, this is not intense Christianity, this is just normal Christianity. We either go or we send. Our lives are directed towards the massive need, towards the Great Commission. Before Jesus last he said, Go therefore make disciples of all nations. That's an impossible command. Of all nations? Us spending Baptist Church. Well, God has called us to do our small part, and God is calling us to send. Brothers well, and sisters, you, I want to commend you guys, and I want to encourage you guys to keep doing the good work y'all have been doing. Some practical ways in which we have and will continue to send preachers is one we faithfully give to the church budget. Brothers well, sisters, you know that 14% of our budget leaves our church, or currently 13% of our budget leaves our church and a portion of that goes to international missions. Another way we send is by being a faithful church member. Like I said earlier, brothers and sisters, some of the people here who you're singing to, some of these kids that you're singing to, they may one day go. Some of the people here who you're gospelizing, who you're listening to their burdens and giving them the gospel, Who you're caring for who you're influencing for towards jesus but this is when you're gathering in one sense you're actually sending because we're willing many of us will go and you are sending by influencing them towards jesus sometimes we are small-minded and we forget and we lose perspective We forget forget that some here will not stay here, and actually the Lord has some to go, and your work in their lives means more than you know. Your work in my life means more than you know. Lord willing, we may be gone next year. and sisters, that's a sad thing, but it's a glorious thing. It was sad when the kids left. left. They were pastors of our church. We loved love them. them. But those glories glorious that they laughed. Verses, 15, the need is great. Let's finish, let's finish it off with our last verse. Verse 15. Looking back down, as it is written, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. Grace alluded to it earlier. Think about those who came to you and brought you the gospel. It's not, if you look back down the verse, it's not literally that their feet are beautiful. It's the, it's the idea that it's, it's so valuable that they have came to you with the gospel, that they are going to you with the gospel. and so sisters, I can think of Auntie Jan, Pastor Ryan, Pastor Toy, those who have came to me with the words of eternal life. But it's just as I would not be the man I am today, would not be the husband and dad I am today, without those who have came to me with the good news of Jesus. They came to me and they turned my life around. They came to me with the entrusted message of Christ so that I could hear and believe and call on the name of the Lord. And so there have been many that have done the same in your lives. But this how valuable, how glorious, how good, how beautiful are those who bring goodness. And Lord willing, some of us will do the same to those who cannot hear, who currently have no access.
1: So closing application.
0: If you're not a Christian here today, I wanna to tell you that you're living for something too small. The God in your life is too small. It will not satisfy you. The adventure you're looking for is not great enough. There is a God-sized hole in your heart, and you need something bigger. You need God. Brothers and sisters, God right now is telling you to turn. Not brothers and sisters, friends, if you're not a Christian, God right now is telling you to turn from your sins and turn to Jesus because He loves you, and He's eager to give you the adventure and the longing that you desired in your heart. Christ lived the life you should die the death that you deserved and if you would turn from your sins turn from your own self-righteousness and turn to God he's eager to forgive you for your sins to the children in this room I had to pray this for my kid this week I pray for zeal that if the Lord wills I will be happy to send it to the nations because kids, I'm just going to be honest with you. Your parents love you so much. That was probably one of the hardest prayers I had to pray. But it's a glorious thing. How glorious is it to think about zeal and the children of this church bringing the good news to those who have never heard. To the generation and generations that have gone to hell and now they have the words of eternal life. How glorious. That one of you children in this room may have the privilege to do that. To taste and see that God is good through that. Even now I pray that God is working in your hearts. Let's conclude. God is calling you to redirect your lives for those who have not heard, who cannot hear. Right now God is calling you to preach, to send. Us thank, thank you, church. Thank you for doing a good job. Thank you for doing a good job in sending the case, the case. and preparing for the, the case and giving financially for the case. case. <laughs> my prayer Is that, that our church, church would focus church. our eye on missions in everything, everything that we do. Grow our perspectives in the That's it's our prayer. Let's pray. Father, we come before your word and we ask that you break us to your word. We thank you that we fail and fail and fail and yet Christ has satisfied every one of the punishments of our failure. We thank you that we oftentimes are scared to give our, our lives for the Great Commission. And Christ Himself took on death so that we can be free from the love of money and comfort and the fear of death to go live for You. We thank you that even in our failures, You have made it all. In Jesus' name, amen.